0: We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Glory is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au
1: RealFaith.org.au Robin went around to people and near us and said, How about we get together and pray? And one person turned up. But the uh, the people next to us who we knew vaguely, they owned a hold house down the end of our street. And we got talking to them and he had some religious background, but he said, yes, I'm praying. <laughs> so it'd bring out the mortality of people, if you like. We don't know whether we're going to be burnt to a crisp or whether it's going to scoot past us. Welcome to Real Faith. Conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through. Helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's Real People,
2: Real Life and Real Faith with Eric Scadabo. In the past on the program, John and Robin Gibbs from the east coast of Victoria were our guests and John said this. Day three she didn't wake up and the next
1: day she hadn't woken and this is a person who had no, basic even reflexes had almost gone. So I went over to her And this is a a comatose person who can't move. And I whispered in her ear and I said, Honey, if you want to go to Jesus, the kids and I are fine. And she gave an almighty great kick with her leg. Frightened the life out of me. I just
2: jumped back and said, okay, you're not going anywhere. That's fine.
1: You're staying. We all understand
2: that. That was John sharing about a near-death experience that Robin had gone through. We're happy to say that Robin was miraculously healed, but since the time we last spoke, they've gone through some other challenges that we're going to hear about today. So we've invited them back into the studio to share more of their story. Welcome back to the program, John and Robin Gibbs. Thank you. Thank thank you, Eric. Glad to have you with us once again. And let's get an update on how you are doing, Robin. So if I remember correctly, you had a burst artery back in 2014. Is that right?
0: That sounds right.
2: Yeah. And she's doing real well to the point where everything
1: continues to just get better. Last year, had her annual eye test and her eyesight's improved to the point where she doesn't need glasses now for the first time in 30
2: years or so. Wow. And you have diabetes. Is that right?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, but we've been believing for that to be gone, of course, and it is. I mean, I am overall, I still have some bad days, but it's getting better and better and better. And yeah, it just blows me out that God is certainly healing and just got to keep trusting him.
2: Amen. Okay. Well, let's go to the events that started on the 28th of December, 2019. Now, I was in the United States at the time, and I kept on getting asked by people, hey, what's going on with all those fires, those bushfires in Australia? And, well, you know all too well what was happening. (laughs) What was happening Saturday, the 28th of December, 2019? Mm. We were looking forward to that day because our, our children, our two daughters and
1: families were arriving for about a week and we are going to spend New Year together and mm-hmm. it was all wonderful. The night before they arrived, we heard a fire had started about 30 k's to the east, but we'd been watching because there was fire all around us. Um, they all settled down. By the next morning, there was a town meeting called and they said if you can get out of town, get out before 1.30, the road will be closed, the fire's imminent. So I quickly went home and said, kids, pack up, get out of here quick. Wow. And they did. They got out of town before. And um, My son left the day before to do a couple of days' work. The fire's hit, and he got back
2: three and a half weeks later. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... Tell us, what did you think? I mean, could you actually see, literally see the fires in the distance? Not initially. It was just a lot of smoke.
1: The smoke got heavier and heavier, and Robin had been... We had the news reports that mm. half of New South Wales is on fire and all the rest of it. Mm, We yeah. knew how dry the bush was and how much yeah. fuel was yeah. there. So she had been preparing the caravan so we could just hook up and go if we needed to. And we'd sort of picked out a couple of spots, which we thought would be fairly safe. And by that afternoon, I did a quick run on the motorbike down to check what was happening in town and people were already starting to flood down to the water's edge. So I come back home too quick, we're going to go now. Otherwise, we're going to mm. be stuck out sort of thing. So we had our car and caravan, our son's truck and his caravan and the daughter-in-law and the grandkids were all there too. And we drove down and parked by the water's edge and waited. Mm.
2: Robin, what were you thinking and feeling at this point?
0: Probably, it sounds a bit funny, but not really very much because I was sort of at the four years, five years, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, after my dilemma. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't really think much about a lot of things. I mean, I could think, but it wasn't a reality. You just Mm. did what you had to do. You packed the van, you got in the van, you got in the car, you went to the water's edge. We're safe now, we're at water. Mm. That's what it felt like anyway for me. But the next few days were another story.
2: Now, when you left your home... Did you know if
1: you'd ever see your home again? No. We resigned in our mind that there's every chance there'll be no home when we come back. Hmm. We just waved goodbye to the house and said, oh, thanks for the memories, and drove off and not knowing we'd ever see it again. Wow. And and when the fires hit town, because they were supposed to hit sort of about 8 o'clock that evening or 10 o'clock that evening, and because of the end of the day and the coolness that comes in the fire front slowed down so Mm. we keep getting updates going oh the fire will be here at midnight no it's going to be here at two o'clock no it's going to be here at four o'clock and about 11 o'clock I said to Robin blow this let's just go to sleep so we curled in the van went to sleep Mm. and then woke about six and the fire was then expected about eight o'clock but by then the wind was starting to pick up Mm. and you had embers bashing on the van and and the smoke was getting thicker and thicker and we got a bit of a sunrise and then everything went black Hmm. and then it went red and the roar like a jet engine when it hit town even though we were probably nearly two k's from where it hit town just Hmm. the noise
2: yeah you could feel it Mm -hmm. yeah the power of that thing hit town and um yeah so the town is called malakuta yep it's a town of about 700 people Mm. yep so all of the 700 people are now at the waterfront pretty much along with People the, on holiday, yeah, in their caravans, four thousand 4, 4, of them, 4,000 mm-hmm. 4, tourists as well. Wow! So you're all in this together. Yeah, and the fire come in hit town and and when you say it hit town, I mean you're talking about the centre of the no. town. No,
1: no, just the the edge because oh, it was coming edge, okay. from the from the west. Okay, so that western front of town was impacted, and instantly, well, within half an hour, you got reports that the school had burnt down, and the, this had burnt down, oh, and the wow. fire station burnt down. All untrue. Was uh, oh, that right? So, yeah. Oh, so incorrect information. Yeah, yeah. Causing anxiety. Yes. And then the fire front had passed, and there was a bit of a lull for a while, and then just over from us, where we were parked at the water's edge, more fire started up again in the shady gully area. It got bigger and bigger, got up into the canopy of the trees, and then just roared back up the hill, and we said, well, because our house was just over the top of the hill, and we said, the first fire front didn't get it, it's gone this time for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And the exploding gas bottles as the houses burnt and that, you know, it was just like in a war zone, mm. just the boom, mm. boom of the gas bottles exploding. And it was.
0: But the amazing thing was, was that we weren't panicking. No, no one seemed to be panicking. No. I really feel like God just laid out a blanket of peace over everyone, mm. Christian and non-Christian, just everyone mm. was calm, mm. which I thought was quite incredible. We were calm. Mm. We weren't even thinking about was our house gone, the house not gone, I don't know. Yeah. We just doing whatever it was we had to do, get a cup of tea or something, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering of all the people there, I mean, the locals mm. and also all the people there on holiday. Mm. What was the mood among them? I mean, Just, you had peace, but... Yeah, they were pretty much
1: the same. Yeah. Robin went around the people and near us and said, how about we get together and pray? And one person turned up. But the mm. the people next to us, who we knew vaguely, they owned a house down the end of our street, and we got talking to them. And he was had some religious background, but he said, "Yes, I'm praying." it'd mm. <laughs> yeah. bring out the mortality of people. If you mm. like, we don't yeah. know whether yeah. we're going to be burnt to a crisp or whether it's going to scoot past us. So, mm. wow. but even
0: within the knowing or not knowing of what was going to happen we were at peace mm. we were at peace mm-hmm. but so did everyone else seem to be at peace mm-hmm. it was quite yeah. an incredible that's why I meant like God let down this blanket of peace over everybody mm. it was nobody really nobody was
2: shouting no one was running no. around everyone was just mm. sitting waiting okay so you're waiting there how long and what were, resources did you have
1: we were two nights in the caravan on the edge of the lake so we mm. had our food and everything we had in the caravan that was fine we went up to the supermarket at the end of the well, I don't know, first or second mm-hmm. day. It's sort of time's gone a bit blurry. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the supermarket has a house just up from ours. And he shouts out as we walk in the door, Hey, you guys, your house is okay. Oh, well, wow. We couldn't believe it. Mm. We were sure it had gone. Mm. and We didn't
0: really believe him. It's not that we thought he was lying. It's just like it wasn't a reality mm. to us.
2: Yeah. yeah cause, so cause, like, well, you oh, saw that raging fire. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're thinking, how could anything survive? Exactly. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And it burnt up the hill. To the back of
1: the houses and stopped dead mm-hmm. and it was like half a kilometer radius around our house never got burnt mm. we back onto bush there was all those fuel sitting right at the back yeah. of the house and never burnt so
2: yeah but sadly i think he told me 130 houses They're were destroyed best, yeah. 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 somewhere yeah. in that neighborhood yeah so a lot of people lost their homes a lot yes, of people did yes. yeah yeah and in the midst <laughs> of all that i heard on the news in the United States that there was a ship that was coming up to help evacuate people yeah. out of that area, is that right? Yeah. The next day
1: there was a, a Navy ship there and then mm-hmm. there was a second one It turned up and we can't sing the praises high enough of our volunteers mm-hmm. and the CFA mm-hmm. and, and the Defence Force. They were brilliant. Mm-hmm. They Absolutely. went out of their way to help anyone do mm-hmm. anything. It was just amazing. Yeah, but they evacuated all the tourists out of town mm-hmm. and then we were left on our own. The roads were blocked. No power, no fuel. Well, the fuel was running out quickly, so no power. We were relying on a, a very little camping generator to keep our fridge and freezer going. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't know when it was going to end? No. But you had food, but a limited amount of food. Limited amount, and some was getting chopped in by air because, praise God, we have a, an airport at Malacuta, mm-hmm. so stuff was getting in, but then you had to deal with smoke too. Mm. They couldn't fly a lot of the times because the smoke was so thick we had smoke for weeks and weeks Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I ingested so much smoke I coughed Mm. badly for about six months Mm -hmm. Robin I had to pat me on the back and I cough Mm. cough cough Mm. and then I glory to God one night I said I've had enough of this Lord heal me
2: next morning breathing perfectly free and never coughed since Wow and speaking of health as we mentioned (laughs) Robin you have diabetes Mm. you needed to get your medicine
0: yes And, um, well, I never even much thought about it. I suppose I probably thought the chemist in town, they'll still have it. Things were pretty grim, but we heard... Somewhere in the mix of all of that, that some woman, I think, but a person in Melbourne who was packing up gear to send to wherever, saw their box for Malakuta possibly, and said, that's got to go. Get that on the plane. Because oh, the plane was about to go, I yeah. think. Mm. So, it was I like, going to get left behind. And she said, that's got to go to mm. Malakuta. To Malakuta. It could have been Alice Springs, but it was at Malakuta's box. Mm. And uh, that woman saw it and got it on the plane, and it got up to Malakuta for people like me.
2: Wow. Which was incredible. Mm. Yeah. So things aren't looking too good at this point stranded don't know when you're going to be able to get out Mm. limited food limited power well no power no for what 10 11 days Mm.
1: yeah and then they managed to connect flew in two massive generators um the army brought them in and um connected up part of the town but only part because the part was impacted by the fire all the power lines are down that Mm. so they may turn certain parts of town on but guess what our end of the street Mm. the other end didn't get turned on Because their power came from a different direction. Miraculous,
0: actually miraculous. God was looking after our freezer mm. full of meat.
1: <laughs> Amazing <laughs> what God looks after. Yeah. When we got back to the house, wonderful story, I thought, well, we have chickens. And I thought, well, there's no way they could have survived in that thick mm. smoke. We could hardly breathe. I walked down the back.
2: <laughs> 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 now, through all of this, I mean, a lot of anxiety is going on mm. for everybody. Mm. How is God working through all this? It's supernaturally enabling Mm. You just did what you needed to do
1: Beyond what you thought you could do Mm -hmm. And just the peace Not to panic Mm. There was no panic There was never any panic And uh, he just provided what we needed
2: Our guests today are John and Robin Gibbs, who are getting us updated on some of the challenges they've gone through since the last time they've been on the program. It all started with the Australian bushfires in the summer of 2020. We'll hear more of their story when we return right here on Real Faith. Looking for resources to grow your faith? Check out Vision Christian Store with books, movies, audio CDs, DVD
1: resources, and more. Plus, free delivery on orders over $50. See visionstore.org.au.
2: Welcome back. I'm Eric Skadabo, and our guests today are once again John and Robin Gibbs, who live in a remote town on the east coast of Victoria called Malacuta. As we heard before the break, their community was deeply affected by the major bushfires that occurred during the summer of 2020. But as we'll hear, that was just the beginning of the challenges they faced. So fast forward, you get through the bushfire season, Hmm. get back to your home. Now, the community naturally wants to come together yes, and kind of uh, help each other yeah. and commiserate together, I yes. guess you could say. Yeah. What happened?
0: Well, the fires put us to – because John and I walk every day, just good for me, and so we met a lot of our neighbours just after the fires, and lots of conversations, lots mm-hmm. of how you're going, oh, you know, we're all moaning and groaning, not many yeah. words no, expressed.
2: That- that's uh, one of the positives that comes out of a disaster is that it brings people together. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. it
0: was beautiful. And I'd say things to people I knew and people I didn't know. I'd say, well, I've actually cried every day, maybe only for five minutes, but I've cried every mm. single day since the fires. Yeah. Then they would turn back to me and say, so have I. Mm. And I was so blessed by that. Mm. It was like this, I don't know, we helped each other. Yeah. It was just yeah. incredible. It gave them yeah.
1: permission to be real. Mm. Yeah. And it was, yeah. it was good. And we all, everyone wanted to talk. If mm. you went down the street to get milk, you're allowed an hour because you, everyone <laughs> wanted to talk. They just wanted to know that they were okay
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just that mm-hmm. human yeah. contact and even the animals. It's a really weird thing. Mm. After the fires, the animals were so quiet and peaceful, they just wanted a human contact. Neighbour's cat can't get near it. It would allow you to pat it. We are walking down the end of the caravan park and there was a koala walking along in front of us and he stopped at
2: a tree and I just walked up and just he patted him. Hmm which you could never do no No. yeah so a very kind of unique Mm. situation people coming together Mm. literally and figuratively yes but then trauma number two happens (laughs) march of 2020 the whole world this time not just your area new south Mm. wales with the bushfires Mm. but coronavirus hits Mm. how did that impact this already fragile community it's like we'd been tumbled through the bushfires. It's mm.
1: like, you know, we'd been tipped upside down. Yeah, yeah. But then you got smacked in the head with a baseball bat.
2: <laughs> a very good way of putting it, but that's it how just, you felt. It just went <laughs> bang and everything yeah.
1: stopped. Yeah. Yes. People stopped talking. People stopped contact. Mm. You go down the street and people walk
2: around you because mm. fear yeah. was just everywhere. It just so. There's this desire after the fires to Mm. come together, Mm. but suddenly, due to another trauma, Mm. everybody has to stay apart, at least physically. Mm. But yet there was a coming together in another way. Is that right? Mm.
0: Yes. Um, I've been doing a text, a prayer text I call it, for people to pray. started with one extra person, where I've got over 100 people on our list now, which I'm not bragging, it's just that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then with corona, we started to do what we called a church text. And uh, it's only a very small few little lines on my phone because I don't do computer. And um, so on my phone, I just put this little message out, usually just the Bible verse that's appropriate to whatever's going on. Yeah, a
1: bit of encouragement and, to go with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah,
0: and that's going out to over 100 people as well. And it's like, wow, that's incredible. Sometimes I don't even think about it, like you just do it. But then other times I sit back and go, that's amazing. God's incredible. I mean, I really because I've been so isolated for five years really, or seven, and no sort of real outreach or being able to share with people. Corona, of course, put a stop to most Mm. sharing with other people in a physical face-to-face stuff. But now all of a sudden I've got this prayer text and this church Mm. text that I'm still communicating with people and hopefully they're getting something good out Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially in a time when we couldn't even see people. They couldn't see people either. They couldn't go to church. They couldn't meet with their friends. Mm -hmm. One of the
1: people on on that prayer text list we met with about a month ago and he said that his wife was very ill, been diagnosed with cancer, whatever, and Mm -hmm. he rang her up Mm -hmm. and said to Robin, oh, can you pray for Mm -hmm. my wife over the phone? And Robin did. Well, we all in the room. are all joined in, of course. But Robin prayed for over the phone, and we got a message two weeks later saying she'd had her checkup, and the cancer's completely gone.
2: Oh, fantastic. Mm. So praise God for mobile phones. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. But I'm thinking the two of you and the members of your church community and everybody who's gone through what you've gone through, you're just isolated because of the bushfires, in a sense, and gone mm. through all that, and then having to be isolated mm. because of coronavirus. I mean, there must have been trauma, fatigue because of everything you've gone through. That must have war on your mind psychologically, do you think?
0: It could have and should have, but um, I think God's just done something because in many ways we are fine. I mean, I suppose if I wanted to sum up how I felt, I'm lonely. Hmm. Yeah, I felt very alone, and that continued for a long time and no doubt others felt very similarly Mm -hmm. and there was such an aloneness happening anyway people couldn't see family people couldn't do this do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Um, it was very intense and Mm -hmm. my experience of that was that it was very real
1: Mm. yeah and the time seemed to go on forever in some ways we would visit our children; they would visit us semi-regularly, and then all of a sudden, you can't do it. There's border closures, yeah. there's this, is yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we managed to drop in to see our kids once on a trip, and then get the message: the border's closing in 24 hours. Quick, pack up and go. Oh, wow! And then my daughter came to to be with Robin when I went off on a motorbike ride. And she's there one day and then there's a quick border closure and she
2: had to go home. Yeah, playing with your mind in, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Now, unfortunately we're quickly running out of time, but that was not all that happened in twenty twenty. December of twenty twenty, what happened?
1: Uh, twenty twenty ended with a bang. We were going to go down the street, uh, lovely summer's day, and I said, oh, well, we'll go go on the motorbike. Mm-hmm. It's a nice day. Let's, let's go on the bike. So I was out preparing to go, and all of a sudden, the thought came into my mind. There's a parcel to pick up at the post office. Oh, I better take the car. So Robin and I jumped in the car, headed into town, which is three kilometres. We got two kilometres down the road, and I noticed a car in my my side, right vision coming quite quickly, and I, I said, oh, gee, you better slow down, mate. Bang. And he oh. was straight into our door. Hmm. He was new to town, was looking for a particular house, didn't even see the intersection straight through into our door. Oh. So, end of car. So. And
2: this is how 2020
1: ended for yeah. the two of you. Yes. Were you Were you injured? No, not at all. Oh. Our car was initially looked slightly damaged, but it was quite damaged and hmm. written off. His car was destroyed. Uh, no one was hurt. Hmm. His airbags went off and he got out and apologized profusely and all the rest of it and... Robin was quite shocked and burst into tears, of course, but <laughs> we, we weren't injured at all. Mm. Um, but just what you needed. Yeah, just what we need to go through coronavirus,
2: you can't go <laughs> anywhere, and now our car's taken off us. <laughs> oh, we still oh, can't boy. go anywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so 2020, mercifully, comes to an end. Just when you thought you were out of the woods, January 2021, what happened?
0: Well, we lost a a good friend, and that was sad enough. But then a week or so later, my own mum died, and that was most unexpected. She'd gone to hospital. She'd only been in three days at that point, and the verdict of the medical people were that she's fine. She's going to go into high care, care, Mm. but she's fine. And so we're all content with that. But the day before she passed, I just said to God, if this is her time to go... Well, help it to be for mum, help it to be, I don't know, three three beautiful things. I just can't remember exactly what I said. Something like happy, peaceful and not quick, but something. And uh, I thought, no, I'm not going to ring someone to try and get them to get a phone to mum so I can talk to mum. I'm just going to ring the hospital and see if I can just do it that way. So I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the lady on the other end, whoever she was, was beautiful. She said, yes, of course you can speak to your mum. They put me straight through. I talked to mum. I hadn't had a decent Mm. conversation with my mother for nearly three years because every time I would ring, she would either drop the phone or fall asleep. Mm. So conversations were hopeless. You never got to those last sentences that said, love your mum. Mm. Yeah. And I hadn't had that, honestly, for three years. And then this day, I ring the hospital, get through to her. We have this maybe five to ten minutes maximum phone call with her. It was lovely. And just at the end, she said, Robbie, I love you. I mean, I'm only bursting into tears now just talking Mm. about it.
1: Mm. Mm. And that was the last words she ever heard from her mother.
2: Oh, wonderful. She she died that night. Mm. So, So you've been through a lot. I mean, 2020, (laughs) bushfires, (laughs) coronavirus, then your mother dying. It's been a lot, but we were discussing this just the other day, and the overarching
1: thing of everything has Mm. been God's peace. Mm. He Mm. is just covered us that promise that he goes before us mm. it has become very real no one expected either our friend or Rob's mum to die but just that calm that preparation and, and that beautiful last phone call for Robin was just
0: and it was amazing because my mum's a Christian and like I don't look at my mum or think of mum as dead yeah she died but she's alive mm. and I know where she is and Everything about it is just beautiful. Like, I mean, I haven't lost my mum.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've run out of time, but unfortunately, we are going to go through troubles. You know that all too well, just in the, uh, that time frame of 2020 and then a little bit into 2021. Any words that you would like to give our listeners about what to think about when going through trauma? Always put God first.
1: Amen. Whatever you are facing, go to God with it straight away. Don't seek the counsel of others first. Always God first. He may lead you to others and get counsel and help and from professionals and that, but always go to God first.
0: A girlfriend of mine who plays uh, keyboard and sings beautifully, um, she wrote a song. I don't even remember the words, but the song was called Real. And real has become a very special word to me, not just because of her song, it was special before that, but that kind of helped. (laughs) And just real. God isn't pretend. He isn't just a good idea. He isn't just a side issue or a tack on. I mean, Or or a theory. Or a theory. He is real, Mm -hmm. super, super real. And when you start to know and feel his reality, and then that gets stronger and stronger and stronger, um, it's just, I don't know, the best thing there is.
2: And so, as hard as it was to go through all these traumatic experiences, the result is you have a stronger faith than ever before. Would that be fair to say? I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because when you're faced with a a firestorm or a car driving into your Mm. door and all the rest of it, you don't have to panic and go, oh, how are we going to get through this? You know that God's going to get you through. Mm. You can't Mm -hmm. see how, but you know he will.
0: And Mm -hmm. even if we had have died, there was safety in that as well. Like, it was like... It's okay. If we, if this is it, this is it. Um, there was no panic to live. There was no panic to die. It was just... Well,
1: there was no, we, we, there he's, was no he's fear. He's
0: here. He's with us, yeah. no matter which way things yeah. turn out. No
2: fear. Yeah, yeah, Perfect love drives out fear. Amen. Thank you so much, John and Robin, for sharing all that you've gone through.
0: Thank you for Pleasure. letting us share it. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Our guests today have been John and Robin Gibbs, who live on the east coast of Victoria in a town called Malacuta.